This is Dr. Rosie Kuhn, and this podcast series is called Spiritual Immersion, Taking the Plunge. And the intention of this podcast is to support and empower you to listen to yourself, get to know who you are in your humanness, in your egoness, in your spiritualness, in your wholeness, all of you, in your... um, identities as a parent or a child or a daughter or a son or a husband or a wife or a partner, all of the identities that you may be living in, but not necessarily aware of how you are influenced by those identities and those choices and how you are a choice to be who you want to be in your life and how you want it to show up. A large part of learning to learning and learning to be your whole self, your highest self, your highest contribution to the world is this place of learning to listen. And, you know, as a, as a child, we're, we're trained to listen to others as authorities and we're trained to see others as authorities. And we're trained to quite often diminish our own authority, our self-authority, self-authorship, we're, we're, that's a diminished <laughs> for so many of us. We've not learned how to listen to ourselves and know our own best interest, our own thoughts, our own real opinions on things, our own truths. We've been trained to listen to others or look to others for, for truth. And so hence the self-help movement is billions and trillions of dollars. And that's because we want to listen to those who know something about the subject of self and self-responsibility, self-empowerment, self-enhancement, uh, self-growth, all of those things. And what is that all in service to? It's really in service to you coming to be the author of your own life, taking all that information and distilling it into, here's what's true for me. So, I've done three master's degrees and PhD and a PhD, all related to psychology and transpersonal, spiritual, uh, self-discovery, therapies, coaching stuff. And in the process of getting a PhD, you do a dissertation. And that's really about distilling down all the information, all the research, all the experiences in the world and distilling it down into what is true through this research. And for me, It's like, here's the question, what is this? And here's the answer. The end of the dissertation, it's here's the one answer. That's my answer. And I don't defer to other people. I say, here's what they said, but here's what I'm saying. This is what's true about our life on this planet is that we're looking around, we're seeing what other people are doing, we're listening, we're listening to the radios or TVs, we're looking at the newspapers, Google, Facebook, all those things. And we go, well, what's true for me? And a lot of times it's like, well, this is what's true for me because this is what's true for my friends or this is what's true for my husband, so this is what's true for me. And the bottom line is is, is, is that it doesn't sometimes work that way. And if it works that way, great. If it feels right, great. But quite often it doesn't. Um, I have a new client, I'll call her Alice. And Alice is 78. And she's just now looking at getting some support. Her her life is kind of has some interesting perspectives, which is one is her husband 
had been the boss in the family, and he was the one that kind of dictated what was true in the world. And so that's what Alice took on. Even though Alice was a therapist, a counselor, she didn't, or she didn't take ownership of her own truths. She always deferred to other people. And here she is now, 78 years old, and going, I feel lost. I, I don't have a sense of self. I don't have a sense of place. And my husband is dying, and I don't know how to be me. And this is the whole point of spiritual immersion process for me, is how do we know how to be me? How do you know how to be you? How do we, how do we figure that out? Hopefully in our 20s or you know, even in our teens, all the way up to our 80s and 90s until we pass and we're, we're, we pass, <laughs> pass out and never come back in terms of death. How do we learn how to do us? And the only way we can do that is certainly looking at information. You guys are listening to me and you go, wow, okay, so here's what Rosie's saying or here's what Dr. So-and-so says or here's what so-and-so says over here. How do I make sense of this for myself? What's really true for me? And how do I know? And the, the inner listening is really, really important. And I've talked about this in many different ways. One of them is when it somebody says something, even if I'm saying something, and you go, oh, that doesn't feel good when I hear that. Um, it doesn't feel right or it doesn't feel true. That's an indication. But it could be, ooh, I don't like that feeling. And I think it's because it's true for me, but I don't want to own it. Now, you know that in a heartbeat which one of those is true whether it's no that doesn't that doesn't resonate with me as a truth or yeah I don't like how that feels in me but yeah that's a truth there's a listening and a resonance and a sensing into wow that's true now I gotta decide whether I really want to own that so that I can actually grow my life in a way that feels good to me as opposed to living in, no, I don't want to know that and I don't want to live into that because it's too scary and uncomfortable. But if I don't, then I don't ever get to live my life in a good way. I don't ever get to know who I am in this body, in this experience, in, my, in, this, in this incarnation as a human being. I don't get to know who I am as this being. I'm just pretending because I don't want to feel the hard stuff. I don't want to look at it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see it, feel it. It's all very uncomfortable sometimes. And then with the ownership of some, some things, there's relief. Quite often I'll have conversations with clients and they're coming to own elements of their reality that, that really feels really uncomfortable. And I'll say, what's, what's it like right now that, now that you've owned that? And they'll go, I feel relief. And I feel relaxed. I don't have to pretend anymore. And I also feel exhausted because I've been working so hard to not know that. I can see what, what it's like and how much energy I use when I'm pretending to not be that or have that or know that. So part of this spiritual immersion process is listening and learning to listen for everything. It's not just the good stuff. It's not just listening for spiritual, happy, woo-woo, you know, good stuff. It's listening for the spiritual woo-woo stuff that looks pretty ugly or feels ugly, feels um, uncomfortable. Because the truth is, is in essence, it's all energy. 
which means it's all universal, which means it's all, from my perspective, all sacred work. So if we have to face the hard stuff, it's as sacred as the positive, celestial, angelic experiences. It's all, it's all, it's all good. It's all food for thought. It's all all food for healing our, our humanness and um, experiencing the fulfillment of our human spirit. So part of this listening is listening for everything I said, listening from the place of what's true from me. So as a coach in my coach trainings, I talk about what are you listening for when you're listening to another person? And they're listening for a lot of things. And even as a human being, when we're talking and engaging in conversations, we're listening for things. We're listening for something specific, usually. Um, and quite often, we're listening for what I can respond to. How can I respond to what this person's saying? How can I add my two cents worth or whatever? But we're listening for what can I say in response to what this person is saying? But if we're listening to what we're listening for, we can go, wow, how can I engage more deeply with this? With, and, and that part, the other question is, how, what am I listening from? What part of me am I listening from? And in that place that I'm listening from, I have perspectives and interpretations and judgments and assessments. I have a sense of who I am and who I am not. Um, I grew up in a large family. I know I've probably said this before. And I was sixth out of nine. And I came to believe I was pretty insignificant (laughs) because I was pretty invisible in that mixture of nine children plus aunts and grandparents who lived at the house on occasion and all kinds of people who were there. So I came to see myself as pretty insignificant. So a lot of my listening in relationships to other people comes from this less than. It's just the truth. That's just a part of how I trained myself to listen is because if I'm insignificant, why listen as if I'm the most important person in the room? So each of us has something like that truly. And and so there's a place where I'm listening from and I'm listening always to how can I be helpful? That's another big one for me is how can I be helpful? Uh, that's a big, what am I listening from? So each of us has a listening from, but those things are trained in me as opposed to that part that is just me being me. No data, no thoughts, just the beingness in this moment. And in learning to be in this moment without trying to control, um, without trying to listen for from what can I be and how can I do, um, how can I be helpful, I can just be here in this moment and listen and hear a, a level of resonance or dissonance that is more in alignment with what is as opposed to it is because I'm a insignificant, not undeserving, unworthy, whatever those elements are, or the person that's always trying to be helpful, because I like being helpful. But when we can just be quiet, we can start to listen to what's really true in me, in you. What's the resonance? What's the dissonance? What's true, even though it's uncomfortable? What's true? And yes, it feels great and wonderful and exciting. What's true is a really important question (laughs) and a really important knowing. 
And we can only do that by slowing down, slowing down, slowing down, quieting ourselves and asking, what's true for me? What's really true? So in summary, that's kind of where we're at in this moment, (laughs) which is listening to what you're listening for, what you're listening from. And, you know, we listen from our political perspective, our economical perspective, our spiritual perspective, our moral perspective, our ethics, ethical, all these places that we listen from and for. And again, that's part of quieting all that, quieting all that and coming into what's true in this moment for me. All right, well, I'm going to leave you with that. I'm just going to ask you just to attend to, if you want to, just attend to what's true for you, listening, learning to listen to the inner sense of you, the resonance of you, and see what shows up. All right, if you have any questions or thoughts, feel, please feel free to email me at rosie at theparadigmshifts.com. Otherwise, you can visit my website at theparadigmshifts.com. All right, big hugs. Bye for now. Bye.